Welcome to the Picture This Photography podcast where we talk about all things photography. And today we're gonna be talking about five ways to ruin a portrait shoot. You could have called this five ways Tony has ruined a portrait photo shoot because I have screwed up so many. (laughs) I think that these are really common ways that people screw up portrait shoots because we've reviewed a lot of photos and we've seen a lot of these things. So we're gonna tell you tips, how to fix them, and I think everyone can get something out of this one. But first, a word from our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a website, store, or portfolio, you can make it happen with Squarespace, and it's so easy. If you can drag and drop, you can make it happen. Just go to squarespace.com Chelsea and use the coupon code Chelsea to get 10% off, and that's in the description down below. First way to ruin a portrait photo shoot, upset your model. Yeah, this one sounds so obvious. Like, why would I upset my model? You could have done it accidentally. I mean, I've done it. I've made some corny jokes at teenagers that have turned their smiles into frowns. I've seen your jokes just land flat. That just happens a lot. I don't know why I'm making jokes anymore. Another way is making an inexperienced model too aware of their body. Maybe telling them something like, smile with less teeth. Maybe even telling them to smile at all. What's more uncomfortable than someone telling you to smile? And then you're like, why? This is weird. Yeah, it's like somebody saying, could you just walk normal instead? Yeah. And you become immediately aware of your body. Now you're faking walking instead of just walking. (laughs) I always say, like, don't tell somebody to smile. Like, try to make them happy, and then they will naturally smile. And that just works out much more naturally. If it's a professional model, sometimes you can say, look afraid, look happy. Yeah. And they can just do that. But for the average portrait photo shoot, not going to work. An amateur model, it becomes more difficult. So be aware, you don't want to make any uh, remarks about their body that could make them uncomfortable. I know a lot of people think that being flirtatious with the model is a compliment, but it's just very easy for that compliment to get lost in translation. You can make them very uncomfortable and ruin the whole shoot. So I just don't flirt or try to do anything like that. Compliment their skills, not their body. Yeah. Yeah. And we also, we have a whole video on this and there are a lot of like posing videos and watching other more experienced photographers take portraits can help you learn how to deal with your model. So that's important. If you want a genuine, good, happy expression from your model, you have to learn how to direct them properly. The second way to screw up your portrait photo shoot, don't plan your light. Yeah. I think a lot of people go into a photo shoot with a hope and a prayer. They say, well, do natural light, find a place in the shadows or with some soft lighting or, and and they just don't have a proper plan in place to get a good photo. You can never rely on natural light because little variations in cloud cover can change it drastically. In fact, I've spent time lining up the most beautiful natural light. And just as I'm ready to take that real usable picture, a cloud moves in front of the sun and then everything is completely different. And then you can rearrange everything and then the cloud moves away. Or you plan this gorgeous sunset photo shoot and you want the sun to be streaming through the model's hair. And then 200 miles away on the horizon, clouds just cover the sun and now you have no light whatsoever. Yeah. Natural light is great as a plan A, but make sure you have a plan B as well. And that can be reflectors. It can be flashes. It can be huge parabolic umbrellas that control the light, but have a plan B in case the weather or lighting goes bad. Yeah, I've even had beautiful days for a portrait shoot, uh, and I just figure it's going to be fine. It'll be maybe just a casual shoot with a friend or something. And then I realize, oh, I should have brought a flash 
or I should have brought a reflector. So it's good to just have that plan B with your lighting. Look it up the weather also. That's a really good thing to do. Plan it at a time where the light is attractive. I've also seen people bringing their models into uh, difficult to work with light. And then the other thing is to bring modifiers. Yeah, for me, the simplest way is I always pack a reflector. Yeah. It never hurts to have one. And then a flash umbrella and a light stand. And hopefully I won't need them. But if I do, they can save the entire shoot as I think, well as a trigger. I think a lot of people are afraid of flashes because working with a flash seems intimidating, but it's not that difficult and you can get really beautiful results. Um, chapter five of sending digital photography, the entire chapter is dedicated to using flash. Yeah. And we also just recommended like a $40 flash. So if you're interested in trying it, it doesn't have to be some expensive thing. I think it might be stp.io slash flash. Okay. Tony, you have some technical tips for people, including a tip that you've given in a previous video where we actually got multiple emails where people said, thank you so much for that. You saved my photo shoot. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And now I'm so glad I listened to you. I also get the email saying, Tony, I wish I'd listened to you. I didn't. And then I got in trouble. But first, a word from our sponsor, Squarespace. No matter what type of website you need, Squarespace makes it easy and beautiful. If it's a portfolio, just drag your pictures in, arrange them, and apply the template that matches your own personal style. If you need a website for your law firm, your restaurant, your dentist's office, whatever sort of business you run, Squarespace is the absolutely best way to do it. They give you detailed analytics and full access to an online store. If you want to try out Squarespace today, totally free, go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea. When you love it, use the coupon code Chelsea and you'll get 10% off. Thanks, Squarespace. The first thing is failure to plan for failure yeah. is failure. Yeah. That's so much. <laughs> it really failure. rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. We did a poll where we uh, asked over 5,000 photographers if they'd ever had an SD card failure and right about half of them had had an SD card failure that resulted in photos lost. You can do an entire photo shoot, your SD card won't read, and then you will have nothing to show for it. And then what do you tell the people that are paying you for the portrait shoot? You have to say, we got to do all that over again. Yeah. God forbid it's a wedding or something. But it's not just SD cards that can fail. Your camera can fail, your lens can fail, your flash can fail, your car can fail. So you can't get to the photo shoot. Dang. Top to bottom failure. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're professional, you need to be planning for these things. And what it doesn't have to be any big deal. For most photographers, you when you upgrade to a new camera body, you keep your old camera body and that becomes your backup body. Mm -hmm. You have maybe you have a 135 millimeter lens and a 50 millimeter lens. And if one of them fails, then the other one might not be as ideal, but you can That's fall there. back on it. You have yeah. a flash and a reflector. And if your flash fails, you can probably get it done with a reflector. It just won't be as easy or convenient. Your tip that you gave people that saved them, that saved me, is to always stash spare SD cards. I keep extra ones in my camera bag, but we also keep them in our cars. And you would be surprised how many times you need an extra SD card. And those are the emails that we got where somebody said, I planned a photo shoot, I drove an hour out there, and there was no SD card in my camera. And then I remembered, well, Tony Northrup told me to keep an extra one in my car. And he went to his car and he got it. Yeah. I tell people you can buy like $10, 64 gig SD cards. Yeah. They'll be slow, but they are so much better than nothing. <laughs> Absolutely.
here's a mistake that will definitely ruin your shoot using unfamiliar gear. And this is one that happens to me often because we're always testing gear. And that sounds really sexy and great, but it ruins my life sometimes <laughs> because you'll get a new lens and you're not sure how it works. And you try it in a photo shoot for the first time and you miss focus. And I've seen this happen with other people too. They'll get, you know, a 50 millimeter F1.4 lens and they're excited and they try taking portraits with it. And then they realize the depth of field is so shallow that a lot of the pictures out of focus, like the nose is out of focus or the nose is in focus and the eyes are out of focus or they do a group photo and only one person is in focus. And so you want to be familiar with your gear before you take it out of photo shoot. I don't know how many times I've presented some brand new high-end camera to you. Like Chelsea, you're going to love this. And you used to be like, oh, cool, more megapixels. And now you're like, oh no, I am not using a different camera. I'm continuing to use my same camera. Yeah. And you know what? There's something to that. I know multiple working photographers. I just lent one, my um, A7R3, because they're thinking about switching to Sony. And she was like, oh, it was just so unfamiliar. Like it was weird to use. I couldn't figure things out. I couldn't get the setting. I missed shots. And sometimes just having familiar gear is way better than having the latest and the greatest gear. Absolutely. And the last tip is to not check your photos for flaws. We've done this where you go through an entire portrait photo shoot. You say goodbye. Everybody's happy. You have, you're very excited to see your results. Yeah. Put that SD card into the computer, load them in. And then there's something wrong with every single photo. Everything was great, except you forgot and you left the camera set at ISO 6400. Everything was great, except, oh, my exposure compensation got bumped to negative three. And somehow you don't notice these things, like especially with an SLR, you might not notice that. Where every single shot, the person has a hairband, the woman has a hairband around her wrist and it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Or the person had like something in their eye or lipstick on their teeth. Or So you need to go in and stop what you're doing before you get too comfortable with your photo shoot. Zoom in one-to-one and look around and check everything closely that you can't see on that small screen on the back of your camera. And if it's a really important photo shoot, I tether every single portrait shoot that's very important, I tether. That means I have a big screen hooked up to my camera and I get to look at everything full size and see all the details. And this is what professional um, photographers do when they're doing fashion shoots a lot of the time in a studio. They wanna make sure that they're getting the photo right. So they have an assistant there looking at the photos on the screen, checking and making sure everything's okay. I remember to this day, a photo shoot we did where the model had two hairs running across her face. I remember this because I had to spend hours cloning out these two very distracting hairs that were totally invisible, either to my eye or on the back of the camera. Yes, or you're doing a portrait shoot of a kid and you don't see that they have little crusties and things until you're... It's always that bright orange cheese powder. I don't know if it's from Cheetos or like mac and cheese. The kids, you you know, only eat Cheetos. They're on a strictly Cheeto diet. Well, I have a very narrow niche in my portrait Mm -hmm. photography, just cheese eating kids. Yeah, Cheeto kids. Cheese powder eating kids. Yes, but that will definitely make your editing life easier if you just check your photos beforehand. What's worse than when you see a photo and you see that the person missed focus on the eyes, so then they're like over-sharpened to the point of just being uncomfortable. In the comments down below, I'd like to hear how you've ruined your own photo shoots so that other people can learn from your mistakes. 
Surely we're not the only flawed people out there. I know we're not. That's for sure. Let us know down below. And a final thank you to our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace makes gorgeous websites incredibly easy, particularly for your photography portfolios. Most portrait photographers I know now have multiple different websites for different brands and different genres. So you no longer need to mix up your portrait with your wedding, with your kids, with your corporate headshots. You create a separate website for each so that your corporate people aren't looking at family photos. You want them to see just that one particular style of yours. Squarespace makes it easy to host a whole bunch of websites. I know I have like five. So you have a lot. If you want to check it out, go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea. They'll give you a free trial. If you love it, the coupon code Chelsea gets you 10% off. Thanks, Squarespace. And thank you. See you all soon. Bye.